Hello and welcome back to WA Real. It's been a little while since the last episode, um, but you'll notice that we've had quite a change in scenery and format. <laughs> um, I'm joined today by Mr. Sean Nunnup and Cy Lapis and Mr. Mark Booth. Um, I think to start with, we should um, acknowledge where we are, sure. Well, we're, it's a pleasure to be a part of your journey, uh, Bryn, and maybe somewhat of a, a time of, uh, of change and mm. uh, really appreciate the invitation. And being here on a beautiful Belladon country and we're at uh, Yarrigan Rock overlooking this beautiful country uh, and uh, just so grateful to have uh, you know, the presence of our, our family and friends here. Um, and also our old people acknowledging our, our Demagamanga of this country and uh, it's, it's a blessing to, to share this uh, time with you and all. Superb. So um, there's a touch of history behind how we start, how we brought together today. We went out, the three of us went out chopping wood a couple of months ago and then all of a sudden Sean said to me, how many people have you spoken to on your podcast? I said, oh, over 200. And then what did you say? <laughs> oh, anyone interview you? Because <laughs> <laughs> you've got an amazing um, story and, and uh, it would be lovely to hear it. Mm. Yeah. So that's why we're here. Yeah. So I guess I'm going to hand it over to you guys now. <laughs> yeah. Do you want to introduce yourself? Sure, yeah, and I'm just really, also really grateful to have the opportunity to um, be here with, with you all, uh, particularly you, Bren, in this moment, um, and I suppose we, we, we talked about it briefly last night uh, around the campfire, but um, I, I think what would be great as a, as a way maybe just to, to, in, to engage in the conversation is just to acknowledge the journey that you've been on from um, when you commence these these podcasts, um, you know that was a beginning, um, and to this point now is 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 at the other end of that journey, and I suppose what the, what we were curious about and what we look forward to uh, you know unpacking with you today is, you know where were you at when you began that journey, and um, you know what were the what were the aspirations you had and 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 what what were the values and beliefs that underpinned that and and you know I suppose we're also curious about where you are now and you know what that change has been in those things in those and, and where you find yourself now and and, and the values and the pin and um, the beliefs that underpin you at this point um, and and also understanding the key elements along the journey that 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 really stick with you and stayed with you, the you know, um, and I think that that's the sort of thing we'd love to be able to explore with you, Sean. Yeah. So I guess the the great question is, why? Why uh, you know the, the doing pod talks and, and interviews. Um, is that why at the start or yeah, the or why with hindsight? Wherever you feel. Because the two are very very different. Way to go. I guess. To start with, um, there are a number of things. One was um, I'd had a very tumultuous 38 to 42 time period in my life and 
I was pretty convinced that I wasn't the only person who'd had a tumultuous time during that age range. So part of it was wanting to go and hear the stories of other people to see whether, not exactly what had happened to me, but the fact that there'd been these big shifts and changes, which had brought all sorts of stuff up along the way, had happened to other people. And I guess because it wasn't so recognized and it's not normalized or talked about or held space for, let alone given tools. Um, there was part of me that was like, right, I'm gonna go out and find out more about this period of life um, because I think things happen. And if we, could, if, if we could recognize that and hold some space for that, then we could all begin to you know, move through life with more ease and grace and wisdom. And so that was one of the biggest things there was also, look, I'll be transparent, there was also the, the, the idea of, of meeting lots of people and building a network, which is nice. Um, but it was really that. And underneath that, I couldn't help feeling that there were patterns that we were going, that we go through throughout life, which were just not being acknowledged. And, and almost that, you know, we, you know, for my journey, going to school, being told, you know, if you do well in school, then you'll go to university. And if you do well in university, then you get a good job and then you'll do the thing and then you'll have the, the, the house and the wife and the car and then the kids will come and then it'll be just be happy, it'll be perfect, you know. And I'd been sort of, sort of on that trajectory of what I was supposed to be doing. And then, and, at the time, it felt like, no, this is not what's right for Bryn. You know, I'm supposed to be living life differently. I'm supposed to have a, a, a different partner. I'm supposed to be living a different life. And it wasn't like different because this is not what, um, shit. It was just, there was something from deep, deep, deep within me that was like, no, life, life's supposed to be different. And so, you know, during that period of 38 to 42, when all sorts of destructive stuff was going on, it didn't, no, whilst not wanting to abdicate responsibility of any of my actions, I didn't feel like it was me, the Bryn, I knew doing it. There was something deeper that was taking me into places that were destructive to destroy stuff so out of the ashes something new could happen and because it had been not where I was supposed to go and so there was this greater sense of something else there was this greater sense of of, of um, a pattern like a season or, or a journey or part of life that was important and you know we chuck around the, the concept of a midlife crisis jokingly right but there's some truth there what why do people have midlife crisis because there is a shift and all of a sudden I found that things that were important before were suddenly no longer important and things that were never important before suddenly critically important and that all sort of shifted really quite quickly but it felt like very deep waters had moved and so there was something about the podcast 
of you know, I joked with my old man when he said, what is this podcast about? And I sort of said, well, look, Dad, sometimes I get to talk to great people. And if I just rang them up and said, hey, do you want to come and have a cup of tea with me? Most of them would go, no, you nutter. Like, you know, come and have a cup of tea and tell me your life story and let's get into it. But if I suddenly say, hey, would you like to come and I'll stick some microphones out and have a podcast and do it? <laughs> like, all of a sudden the door's open and everybody wants to talk to you, right? Like, by and large, I found out quite quickly after 20, 25 episodes that, that most people will say yes. And, and there's only a few. And, and most of them just said, because I'm a private person. And it's like, okay, fair enough. So this gave me this incredible opportunity to sit and listen and listen and listen and listen and listen and absorb, 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 absorb. And then suddenly go, yeah, that was a bit like me. 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 And so, you know, and I was making friends, you know, new and different friends and I was being opened up to new stuff. And so I always knew that, I knew that that would happen. What that looked like, I didn't know. But at its core, I remember saying to my Reiki master back in England, a lovely old lady, lovely, well, old lady, older than me lady, and um, she's a very firm lady, Sally, if she's listening to this. And I remember saying, she, remember saying, I'm gonna go out and I'm gonna find out more about these patterns, and then I'm gonna share these patterns with the world so we can move more easily through life. So do you believe um, that you have a gift It's a really interesting question that because sometimes I wonder whether I've got good at stuff or whether I've actually found my gift yet. Or do you believe you are a gift? Ooh. You know, there's been days, there's been episodes where, and I started to, I started to, st along the journey, I, I started to take really unseen, untangible things quite seriously. Like this concept, I mean, we, to use the phrase hold space is, is quite common parlance now. But three years ago, not, not, you didn't really hear that phrase a lot. And yet I, I could say that there was something that went on when someone sat with me and it was almost like, right, you, you're in my heart sphere, you're in my body sphere and I'm going and I just knew that if somebody came and spoke to me, that they would soften and then they would open. And I, I couldn't tell you how I was doing it, but it just happened just because it, it, it did. So you, and, and then I would find that several, quite surprisingly, and I, I couldn't tell you who, you know, who was going to do it, who wasn't. But often I would get a call from someone two days later who'd been sat and had a conversation with the podcast and they were like, that was really good. Yeah. That, I don't know what went on. And people, after we'd finished talking, would have this real sort of stunned, uncertain look about them as if to say, something's just happened there and I don't know what it is. But that's no. because we don't engage in conversation at that depth anymore. Or You're, not as frequently as we used to as a community. You're right, Matt. Um, I've started to toy with this whole idea of what is a high, medium and low quality conversation and start to define those. And a conversation here means an interaction. And, you know, we'll, we'll probably talk a bit more about that and, and allowing things to emerge, which is something I stepped into later in, in the journey. 
So to bring that question or those two questions together, if I can, can uh, the reason why I ask that is being that when you may may not realise it, or maybe you did, maybe subconsciously you 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 might build that relationship as you went around the question: Are you a gift, and and uh, do you believe you have a gift? And I think you might have answered that question just as, as we were going. The, yeah. The gift to to be able to give people a place to be able to share or have an opportunity to, for you to uh, bring out or uh, orchestrate a, mm. a conversation which will then bring those wisdoms or the, mm. the story that really has a gift to many people out there. In, mm. in, in I, used, yeah. it, I started using this phrase, um, nuggets of gold. Yeah. And I remember, I remember sitting in one podcast quite earlier on and I was sitting with this lady and, and we were, I was allowing her to talk and it's going on and on and on and I'll be honest with you I sat in the middle of it and after 25, 30, 35 minutes I was sitting there thinking where the fuck is this going? Like what is this about? And it was just all over and I was like oh and I, and I was almost writing the conversation off thinking oh, this is going to be a crap podcast and then all of a sudden having gone through the past 35, 40 minutes, there was just this shower of golden wisdom nuggets came down and I was just like, right, I'm not questioning this ever again, right? Because there's gold in everybody. And so if you were to say for the 32, 30, 38 years of your life, yeah, there might've been these moments when you were going, oh, and then the showers of gold and the big bang happened. Yeah. And you feel like, oh, now, things are uh, coming to a light. And at first you were like, oh, maybe uh, yeah. questioning a lot of the things about why and how and in what direction Bryn's life's going. Mm. And so did this sort of help support you bringing that to the golds that are falling down? Is I it, think, have you got that? Yeah, I think just, I'll use the phrase again, allowing space within myself to recognize really very subtle but powerful things that I'm able to do which i think everybody has capacity to do subtle and powerful things but in a world that's always like you know i need to eat i need to eat the most chilliest chili dog or i need to drink the most drink or i need the most powerful flavor or taste or wear this bright orange so it's in your face you know like we're always like full on full on full on full on but that doesn't have a lot of power behind it. And it's just finding these really subtle things. And, and, and the discipline and the practice of week in, out, week in, week out, week in, week out, week in, week out, week in, week out, making a space, sit and listen, sit and listen, sit and listen. And sometimes people that I would not normally interact with, um, that were very, very different to me, um, and then just listen, and all of a sudden you're like, whoa what he just said and i remember there was a the first time it really really happened there was this lovely east german fellow who's telling me about how he grew up behind the wall and he and he was one of the first people to do yoga in eastern east germany and then the wall came down and all, all the, and all this stuff and how he moved to adelaide and now he helps people he, he does these weekend retreats where he make bow and arrows and and stuff I can't remember what he said, but I distinctly remember he said something and it was almost like someone had just got this really sharp sword and just gone, it was a truth sword and it was the most sharpest thing and it just went swoop, straight into my chest and it was almost like, oh God, that's for me today. <laughs> <laughs> and then recognizing that 
I was like, that's what I'm taking out of today. Um, but that's there because I've created this space to allow it to happen. And, you know, and there's probably little truth swords in that same conversation that are very different for other people. And it's just holding the space for that conversation and the authority for that conversation, which has been recorded and is freely available to anybody to interact with, so that they too can gather something from that. Way to go. I'm, I'm really curious, you know, you talk about where the rest of the world's at. Um, and even that sense of the 38 to 42, I mean, there's there's a whole expanding global market around around self-help, around these elements, which, hmm. so I, I'm really curious about the courage it would have taken when you've got so much, so much noise and you've got so much um, information coming at you, which is perhaps coming from that angle of, we're here to help and there's all these things around mm. that they come with particular themes and beliefs about who you are and who you should be to hold a space and know or you know obviously you saw something that wasn't there or a gap that existed that you needed to fill as well so I'm, I'm really curious about what that looked like and because um. t- telling stories about that to other people you know because um, when I first met you, that was something that really struck me about you was that sense of that discussion we had about that that mar- particular market and yeah. the impact that's having across the world. Yeah, so it's it wasn't so much thinking that there's a gap; it was feeling yeah, yeah. that there was. And I guess, look, I have spoken to a number of very, very well-meaning people who present themselves as mindset coaches or business coaches or some sort of well-being coach and and if you go through and you know what I'm about to say is pretty harsh but a lot lot have you know it's wonderful that they want to go out and help in the world but I just feel like a lot of them are also quite misguided um, and that's a really brutal thing to say but um, we are we here to speak truth yeah isn't that that sense of and I think I think a lot of it is because it's set within a cop it, it's set within an economic driven it's formulaic yes <laughs> you know I'm gonna have the Instagram account I have the Facebook account I'm gonna be saying the thing and you know, we, we joked about it last night when, Sean, when you were saying, oh, well, you know, I, I've spent time with the elders and they've given me the permission to share the wisdom and stuff like that. And you're like, well, you've picked a few snippets up here and there and you've rebadged and commercialized it. And I think there's two interesting things in that is one is there's a drive in, I found that listening to the story, there's probably still a bit of residual trauma in someone's life because there's usually a thing that's happened in their story that has meant them meant they want to go out and help the world and I think there's something in there around they haven't quite let that trauma go so they don't want to see it in other people and therefore they're trying to curtail their if they did what they said they would be curtailing their journey but then there's another part on the other side which is 
there's a lot of people out there that are disconnected and and things are a bit funky and fucked up they were before covid right um and and people want help for something and so there's this little interaction going on and you know we're we're not good at sitting with our feelings we're not good at facing universal truths which can be quite blunt and brutal at times and so when somebody turns up and for you know $1,997 offers you an eight-week course that provides certainty that this issue which is causing drama in your life will be gone fuck it I'll have it <laughs> yeah. I'll go oh, there's the money you know and I, I've fallen prey to it and if you, you buy know. now you get the steak knives oh you get the steak knives as well <laughs> yeah you know and it's formulaic and this there is a formula to it you're absolutely right Mark and and, and yeah so but the interesting part of the journey is is that I might sit here brutally saying I think a lot of people are misguided but at the time I went with them I went with them on their journey some of them I participated in what they had to offer because I wanted to see and explore and there were kernels of truth in everything like nothing's been wasted wasted Um, but as you come out and look at it and you just go fucking hell I got sold there and who sold me was it them or was it me to myself? And the brutal truth was me to myself. Wow. And, and I think, you know, that's been a key part of the journey. So having all this somewhat wisdom about in, in now, would, would you, could, could you see yourself going back in time and changing the way that you do interviews? Do you think there was a, there's moments where you, you, you would say, you know, I, I would have done that differently or is it, or you're pretty happy with, with the way things went? Um, I think in the odd interview, there's always this time where you're like, oh, fuck, I should have asked that. But as I look, as, and I started to feel into this, um, so I, I'm, I'm quite a meta thinker, right? So, or, or how I resonate. I wouldn't change any of it because in order to get, you know, I used to start the first 50, 60 episodes, you know, you look at my notes of questions with like this big and, you know, anyone who's watched any of the early ones would see that I had this little iPad mini scrolling through the questions and this, that and the other. And I remember once someone, there was a time, there was a miscommunication with the time and a guest turned up and I hadn't prepared my notes and they were like, right, I'm here. And I was like, fuck, we're going. And then I just went, Okay, well, let's just fill into the questions. And it was brilliant. And I was like, but I couldn't have done that unless I'd done the work. And I think there's this discipline of grinding out, grinding out, week in, week out, week in, week out, enjoying each individual conversation, but also seeing what's happening across them, not only in terms of the content, but in terms of me. And so that's been a super interesting journey of going from loads of notes to then chilling out on that. And then um, some people might remember that um, I've had a couple of conversations and interviews with uh, two different ladies who um, are channels. And as a result of those conversations, I went back to one of the ladies and said, okay, so this channeling, how, how, let's get into it. 
And so I spent some time with her. And, you know, and to start with, it was really interesting. I said, so, you know, if we're going to do this, am I going to end up like connecting to some, you know, weird poltergeist shit and stuff like that? And she was just like, no, you're just going to connect to, you know, she's going to connect to deeper parts of yourself and spirit and nothing more freaky than that. And so I did. And, and that was another thing of me actively stepping in to make space to connect on a more really soft level with myself. And then I found all of a sudden what I was doing there turned up in the podcast. And then this new level of questioning just started to come out and I could feel, it was getting to the point where I could feel questions come up and then they just come out and then the guest would be like, wow. Yeah. Or I'd ask questions like, I don't know what's that, that one's about. Yeah. And, and then all of a sudden that would open something up in the conversation, so. So it would be fair to say you, you, started, to build, you started to trust your intuition or your sense, sense your, yeah. your spirit or your soul. That when mm. this starts to flow, the person will then hopefully in some way come from that place in the in, in a conversation and, yeah. and and bring something that I gather this is gonna this was meant to serve people in the world. Is that right? Um it was meant Yes. It wasn't just one thing. Mm. Right at the very start and <coughs> like I often get people who reach out and say, Oh, you know, I'd like to start a podcast. Can you can you help me? And, and, the first, and the first exercise I give everybody before I even meet them for a cup of tea or anything like that is sit down. There are three parties here, right? I think there's a fourth, but there's three parties here. There is, you, there is the guest, there is you, there is a listener, right? Write those three things down on the left-hand side of a big piece of A3 and map through the journey for each of those in terms of, and this is Bryn, the management consultant coming out, thinking things through all the way through to an <laughs> outcome. Um, what are you gonna talk about? What are you gonna get out of it? How's it gonna change? What are you gonna do with it? Map those through. So I was very clear, I knew what I wanted out of it. I knew what I wanted my guests to get out of it. And I knew what I wanted my listener to get out of it. And so that made this virtuous little triangle this beautiful journey that you've been on. And hello, listeners. Good to see you all. Uh, this journey you're on, uh, I get a feeling that, um, you know, it, it served you, the listener, and the people well. It would, over this wonderful time, I, I gather it's a celebration at the same time, a time to, to change or move. Mm. Um, how are you feeling uh, about the, the gift that has been given to the listeners? Do you feel there's more Bryn to come, or is it... Uh, um. Yeah, I think, I think uh, when I got to episode 2000 and, uh, 203, it, it was really interesting. It was almost like, it, it, I couldn't, I struggled to find another guest that I really wanted. Uh, several other things came around and I remember just sitting there um, at a workshop with our dear friend Rosalind and I just sat there and went, it's time for this to stop. It's time for it to stop in its current format. I think it will continue, but in something else. Maybe not with the same weekly intensity. Maybe not so much the one-to-one -one focus. I, I quite like this. I'm super interested in emergent conversations and- Generative uh, discussion. Yeah. Yeah, because one of the things I started to find, particularly in the last sort of 50, 60 episodes was, to start with, it was 
you know, if it, if it was you and I, Si, it'd be one talks to two and we listen to two. But what I started to find after the la- in the last 50 or 60 episodes was it's one, one and two talk and they create three. And three is really interesting and three is something quite emergent. So I'm kind of interested in, you know, one talks to two and they create three and it's that big. But if it's one, two, three, four talk and they create five, wow. And that, that probably pitches into something else that's kind of close to my heart at the moment, which is that, you know, we're faced with many challenges, you know, whether it's environmental, societal, all of this. And I, I strongly believe that the solutions are well beyond the horsepower of an individual. And it's if we can start looking at how do we cultivate those conditions for emergence to occur amongst groups of people, then the solutions will start presenting themselves. I'm, I'm really curious now, at the end, as we come to this point of transformation, you know, um, in another journey and, and patterns is where you said it all started. Yeah. Um, you know, I'm curious to, to, to know what would you tell you, you know, what, what advice would you give to yourself if you were 18? If I was around a, the world now. So what's the world according to Brynn? You know, if you, you know, like you had that, if you had a unique opportunity to be able to download to and say and, and share with someone and, and, and unload on someone or and gift to someone your sense of what the world is and, and how best to navigate that, what would that look like now? Um, so if I was going to give 18-year-old Brynn advice yeah. and therefore, you know, the biggest thing would be... Um, Continue to hold space for the subtle. Um, can, can you extract that a little bit for us, Brent? Continue, yeah, hold authority, hold space for the subtle because that's where your power comes from. It's these really subtle aspects, um, sensitivities that we have about whether something feels right or doesn't feel right, whether... Um, whether something is right or wrong, whether you think that it could go somewhere positive or whether this is just serving a shitty cause right now or helping to maintain an avoidance story that you might be playing along with, you and your partner might be playing along, you and your group, you and your state, you and your country are playing along with. You know, some, um, but it's, it's in that subtlety where the your greatest power comes from and your greatest source of wisdom comes from and 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 i feel like it it it's always been there it never left me and and i think that's really comforting so if you think about that for a minute if this 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 source of wisdom and power is always there and it's never left me even though there's been times when i have tried to leave it or got distracted away from it and pulled into the world and pulled into the grand narratives and the stories and stuff um, it's always been there which is such a beautiful thing to think that there's always this element that I can and could tap into any time just by simply doing this sitting outside going for a walk you know um, so my advice to my 18 year old self would be or those little things when, you, when you're sitting quietly on a bus or you're just about to go to sleep or when, you've, when you're sitting in a traffic jam or where you're on holiday and you've just down-regulated for a little while 
and and when that little bit of voice turns up or when that little awkward feeling turns up just hold some space for that because that is your compass that's where that will serve you well what if you're like screaming batshit crazy shit at the person in the traffic next to you <laughs> you know they could there's because that's that sense of you know in our world there's so much you know, tying into that other question around this self-help and all these other moralism around what life should be like as well. You know, yeah. How do we, with the people operating and living and being in this world right now, and there's so many of them which, you know, with so much information and so much direction coming on, how do we, you know, what what do we arm them with? That's an enormous question. <laughs> um, it's almost like you want to just roll down the window and just go, hi. Yeah disarm them just smile but what if you're the person that's actually going and shouting bad shit crazy person another way no I go it's just either way how do you how do you accept yourself in those times so look so I held this program or this belief for ages right which was men plus anger equals destruction right and so therefore it's like fuck I don't want to get angry because I don't want it equals destruction because I'm quite, I see myself as being quite a gentlish person. Who I like to, you know, despite being 100 kilograms, try and tread lightly, you know. So I'm, a, I'm 90, 94. You <laughs> well, can't be 100 kilos. Yeah. Well, anyway. <laughs> so uh, let's not have a way off. It's all my, it's all muscle. It's all muscle. Yeah. Um, you must be just carrying more spirit than me. Like, so. <laughs> So, yeah, and it was one of the biggest things was learning how to let that out, right, and, and dispel that myth that man plus anger equals destruction, right. And I think, again, you know, I have the podcast to thank for this because a, a wonderful lady who said she'd come on the podcast but never did, right, called Fran Fuller, rang me up one day. Hi, Fran. Hi, Fran. And she rang me up one day and said, I'd like to invite you uh, on a four-week course to learn how to do trauma-release tremoring. So this is, for any of you that don't know, um, and if you want to know more, she actually put another guy on the podcast in her place who has quite a Richmond heath. Um, And basically, she taught me how to bring on voluntarily bring on involuntary tremors in my body to release most like a dog does when it's startled and it's just to release and release and soften and soften and soften and soften and soften and what I found was after a period of time was where I I was I, I was I no longer had that capacity to have that simmering anger that I was keeping over here it just came out super clean like I'd be like fuck off Right, seriously, and people are like, whoa, <laughs> but it came out, and then it, ended. and then it ended, and it was, it was, it was expressed, and it was released, and I was like, struggling to do the acknowledgement bit, which we'll come to, but it was just like, oh, right, and then people would be like, hang on a minute, but then it would be almost like, okay, so we know where we sit with Bryn on this, so now all of a sudden, I'm getting boundaries. And I was like, whoa, this is a new way of doing life because, you know, being British stiff upper lip, you know, going to an English boys boarding school. Tolerate, tolerate, tolerate. 
tolerate, 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 subservience, subservience. We haven't got time for this emotionality shit. Like, come on, job to do. And, and all of that. And all of a sudden, I was letting go to this part, which, you know, I was trained from an eight-year-old at a boarding school, like, to be like, we don't do that. We don't do that. And, and, and so all of a sudden, so I guess to circle back to what you were saying, what do you say to the person who's like, it's okay to be angry, right? You are going to get angry. There is this, there are periods of time when you are going to despair. There are times when you're going to feel like shit. You are, there are times when you're going to be anxious. There are times when, when you feel going to feel depressed as well as happy, joyous, bliss, and stuff like that. So it's, the tapestry is really rich, and so... It is. Why do we, you know, I'm, well, I'm curious, because, you know, particularly young blokes, I notice, and young, young people in general, but mm. um, ha- have a, such an inability to communicate this, to share this, or to speak to this, so it becomes something that is... That is that, that attach a shame to because mm. it's something that you think that 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 not not other people you know so that there's not a sense of normalization of, of, yeah. of those, I, I those think, sort of i think bren actually sort of has answered that one in in giving people space so i've i've worked with youth and you get some really sort of strong responses you rock up at their place and you get told to fuck off and what i've always done is i've lent into that and go absolutely you don't want me here, I'm going to listen to that, I'm going to do that. But, before I leave, can you tell me why you want me to fuck off? Yeah. And then that leads to a space of, now they can explore that anger. Yeah. Now they can explore why they're so angry. Yeah. And it's, it's a wonderful, cathartic moment for them as well. Because, hold on, you're actually prepared to listen. You're going to do what I've asked you to do as well. Which is quite nice. Yeah. But do that to yourself, but holding space for yourself as well. I think with that same sense of compassion and kindness and love, because that's the one. That's the thing that I'm, you know, as you guys know, love is at the centre of everything. I'm curious about that, man. I'm curious to hear your thoughts on on that concept of love. Where where do you pitch that? Because that's that's another pretty powerful word in itself. And where where does that sit in the context of of this world? And and what role does that have to play? And where I do you find love in in around surroundings mm. of your mm. life? I think I think on one level, love was in every podcast because it was connecting. And, you know, for me, love is connecting, fear is dividing and separating. And so what was I doing in every podcast? I was, I was offering space to connect. Let me tell, right, let me give you a funny story, right, to give you this context, right? So when I, when I started the podcast, and you'd send in invitations out to people to say, oh, you know, I'm doing this podcast, I've just started, would you like to, um, would you like to come over and we'll talk and this, that and the other, and they'd say yes. And when I got a yes, I had this feeling, right, and it was really powerful and it was really familiar and it was a little bit awkward 
and I couldn't work it out for a while. I really couldn't work it out. And I was like, what is this? And it was almost, well, <laughs> it was really quite strange, but familiar and awkward. And, and I had to sit with it for a while and it kept happening, 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 happening. I think it was only after about, there we go, there's that fly. Um, it was only after about 20 odd weeks did I, did I suddenly place the feeling. And it was the same feeling that I used to get when, when I was a single person and you meet a lady and then you realize, oh, we're gonna kiss or it's on or whatever. And you get that through your body. And I was like, so how is this the same as that? Like, I'm not copping off with my guests. Like, <laughs> you know, you know, I'm like, I'm not copying off. And then I peeled it back and I realized, what is it that we all crave? We all crave that intimacy, that connection, to be seen, to see others, to allow and just express and just be yourself without all of the layers and everything on. And so that's ultimately what we were after when we were younger and chasing boys and girls. And when you knew that that was going to happen, obviously in those days it used to be more sort of physical than anything else, but that was that first sort of step into it. And what I realized was every time a guest said yes, and that feeling never went away, right? And it's lovely. But what I realized was every time a guest said yes, that thrill feeling I got throughout my body was brilliant. I'm gonna sit in a space and we're gonna connect and it's gonna be real. It's the start of another relationship. It is, and it's gonna be real. You know, the name of it, WA Real, which I took from from another podcast in London um, called London Real, which <laughs> had quite an acrimonious past recently. Um, but I just like the format, like talking about it. So like a true management consultant went, that's working, I'll grab it, rebadge it. And I was quite transparent about it. It's not like I've hidden it or something like that. And even the guy who set up London Real helped coach me to start. I could never have imagined what that journey of WA real was actually going to bring you know what does real mean and i remember once saying i'll probably define it better nowadays but i remember once someone asked me what does wa real mean and i went well there's nothing more real than an ending and what we're talking about is the ending of a story that somebody's held in their life and that's genuinely what probably the first 120 140 episodes are about I was listening to someone's story that served them and then didn't serve them and then it created this in their life and then we were having a real conversation at that moment when and we all know it when you suddenly realize oh fuck <laughs> you know like that has served me so well and then it's not served me and now i didn't see it and now i've seen it and now there's you know the window of truth opens up and it comes out and it comes in and you're there and you're like oh you're woke yeah <laughs> i become... don't like that <laughs> <laughs> and, you know in, in terms yeah. of in terms of that of being 
and 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 awoken yeah. to to something that yeah. you weren't before. Yeah, you know, and we'll we'll all have we'll all have recognised it in ourselves. And I imagine Sean, you see it a lot with a lot of people. You see, you know, you can talk to them and talk to them and talk to them, and you're like, oh, I'm still talking to the story. They're telling the story, they're telling the story, and then all of a sudden, you're like, um, and it's people coming and being very open and honest about where that story is taking them, how it's contributed to moving to a place, but then it probably going well past its expiry date. So what's the thing that, that I think that brings that truth, you know, we've discussed this concept of universal truth, is, is the ledger or the benchmark at which you allow, you, you allow yourself to know that which is real and that which is imaginary. Mm. Mm. that which is that which is um truth that which is you purely real you as opposed to that which is assumed or you know um, carried away or carried away or conditioned mm. those beliefs and values and those sort of things because a lot of time we don't until, until we've had those moments of where we actually acknowledge to that truth that is what is the determinant between what is real and what is not because you can have a million people tell you one thing but until you know it yourself yeah. And it comes from your core. Yeah. Yes. So what is that's that's I'm super curious. How do we, how do we, you know, well, what are the thing of getting people to engage with that sense of that core, and what does that mean to you? Because that isn't isn't that the the main game? Isn't that the the, the sense of? I think the challenge is is probably held in the words of the question you've just asked me by saying how do we get people to engage more with their core we can't get people to do fucking anything (laughs) well how do we i think how do we tell stories of ourselves you know and in terms of how do we acknowledge the, the the fact of um, because a lot of time you start using these words and people straight away fade out because that's the whole nature of the construct in which we're operating in is that you pretend that that's not real or you obfuscate that and it's mm. easy for, uh, for them to be able to, you know. I think... <coughs> the, let's go back to the tremory, right? I... I did it and did it and did it and did it and did it. As well as the podcast, I did it and did it and did it and did it and did it. And then there are subtle changes in me. And then those subtle changes become accumulative subtle changes. And then all of a sudden, those that are around me start going, Bryn's a bit more chilled out. Bryn's talking from somewhere different. Bryn's holding a slightly different perspective. Bryn's staying in the conversation a bit longer. Bryn's like Bryn, but there's, there's now more. And then all of a sudden, <coughs> people get curious around that, and they're like, I'd, "I'd like a bit of that." So then all of a sudden, it's like, "You seem quite chilled out." And I'm like, "Yeah, I am." Would you like me to tell you why? Yeah, sure. Oh well, I've learned how to do this thing of tremoring, and I've been doing it day in day out for the last twelve, eighteen, twenty-four months. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, "Okay." So I'm not, I'm not getting them to do it because I've just done one course and I've just done it two times and now I'm like, everyone should fucking do this. Yeah. Which goes back to our well-meaning helpers earlier on. 
Um, it's just a, a practice that's come into what I do. And then those that know you or those that meet you suddenly notice that there's something that's probably just a touch different to what they expect subtle from everyone else and they want to know what that is and then once once they have that reference point of there is something subtly different now we're talking about something that's subtly different now we can have a really great conversation because you're there and maybe going back to your phrases earlier that's where the, the greatest power exists yes of change is in the subtlety yeah. If, you're, if you're at a gross level, mm. and I'm talking about, I might as well talk French to a German person. And I think that's where people get caught and get lost, isn't it? In that, that sense of we're, we're talking at different levels because I want to go back to patterns as well. Because that sense of the, the connection between knowing your core and, and, and understanding patterns and understanding the patterns of the, yeah. of the world as well and the oh, universe yeah. and aligning those up. That seems to be something there, that there, there, there's some truth there to so be found. Holding on to that, uh, if we were to say that just that we've got a uh, uh, Bryn who's has come through life and made changes and he said subtlety uh, has been a great um, uh, teacher or a great opportunity to teach from. Uh, if I was to, to go to that wonderful little um, thing over there that's recording us, yeah. am I able to just, or did you want to just shift it around so you can, so everyone can bask in the glory of what we see right now, just not one backing. Yeah. And, and maybe you might want to talk to people while you pan that around. Maybe you could say how this environment has now become, you know, something of that subtle teaching that you, you'd yeah. like to do. Ch did you want to share it yeah, with let's, everyone? Let's yeah, let's do that. So if we... So if we're moving this around, or yeah, if you turn the, um, so then people can see how amazing this view is. What, what does this represent for you now, Bryn? Um, I guess f for me now, um, let's go over there where we see lots of trees and they're all working together and I think also the space where there's a lack of trees as well that we, we have farming here you know so we're in the wheat belt um, you, this just is a physical representation to me of um, how the how the the um, how our imaginary has been imprinted upon the natural world, and and you have over there you have um, you know you still have these clusters of trees that are living together, working together, and you know you by understanding how they live together and work together, and then you know they create a canopy and a and then they alter the, the temperature of their area and then they alter the, the soil so it's, so it's exactly how they need it. Um, but nobody's telling the trees how to grow. There is the interaction of, 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 of um, you know, older trees talking to younger trees with a sense of wisdom of just how to grow and how 
we how we live fruitful lives in line with how we are and and you can see how you know the individual tree is part of a species and the species are probably interacting with other species and they're creating this incredible organization and um and yet around us are these straight lines um that from agriculture and from man imprinting something you know upon the land and you you get the sense of the natural versus this uh, this 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 you know you, you could say oh yeah well you know it's it's agricultural land so you know it's here to feed us and da, 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 da. and yeah i get that on one level but even pursuing that has come at a cost too yet also we're here on a rock you can't go agri you can't go you know farming a rock you could come up here and blow it up and try and mine it so you know if we were up in the pilbara maybe we'd be having another conversation a bit a bit like that but but yeah yet so, so that's one of the things that immediately jumps out to me and as somebody who's also um, a business consultant not because i like business but because it's where clusters of people hang out and that brings curiosity i now look at a you know a forest and i learn more from the forest about how different individuals can come together and different species come together and they work in a collaborative harmonious way, harmonious way than I do from reading a textbook. So I think that's the practices we were trying to talk to, yeah, wasn't it? Is that it's not in terms of then in exploring the core, which is the truth. Yeah. Comes from perhaps things that, that, that don't seem obvious and you can't buy for eleven ninety nine with no. a set of steak knives. You know, that mm. what are those tools and practical things that you've done that that, that allow you to, to, to do that mm. and to to, to be able to sense and know the, the subtleties enough to be able to allow them to connect. Uh, does that come from the podcast themselves? Yeah. Because of the collective knowledge of all those episodes? Yeah. Yeah. And and again, allowing space for the subtlety. No, no. I've taken that out of the landscape, right? You could look at something and, and see something completely different. You, might, you know, we might have learned something from the clouds. Or we might have learned something from, I don't know, probably talk more about the rock structure that we're sitting on. And again, it doesn't, it doesn't matter, really. It's what's locked in in it. So deep down, it sounds, if we use this, uh, uh, what you're talking about in this environment and how we got to this point in uh, your life, uh, through these these wonderful um, communication talks and, and bringing people to the possibility of sharing a gift to the world uh, and to those who are willing to sit and listen and hear. Um, do, do you get a feeling that the wisdom that you had so many, many, many days before and coming to the point of starting your, your pod talks, do, do you feel as though that you, you understood this a long time ago and subsequently you wanted to bring people's wisdom who are working together and collaborating and go beyond 
all the mass energy of, of making money and, and serving the world through that sort of process, which we you articulated said, well, we, we need to serve uh, food to people and, and so forth. So we yeah. have to have something, what we call progress yeah. in, in the invention in of human race. But you, 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 it sounds to me that that metaphor and the way that you talked about those, those trees feeding and looking after and having intimacy chats to each other. Yes. Do you feel like you've, you've replicated that in, in, your, in your life? Yes. All, all through your life, not just through the pod talks? Um, I think I've yearned for it. Yeah. I've often talked about the, the fact that, uh, for me, on one level, the, that creating the space to properly connect and share and at unseen levels um, was extraordinarily nourishing to me. Yeah. You know, and... And, and so I guess now, I've joked before about how it's ruined me in terms of other conversations, because it's like, once you've had like the most nutritious, dense, flavoursome meal. So in where, other words, when you've walked into a forest, yeah, when you've stood on a rock, yeah, and you've absorbed that beautiful. And, and, and you've absorbed it and it's been really nourishing. You, you don't want to eat fucking Big Macs again <laughs> you know that you know nutrition light don't have much in it da 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 my kids are going dad loves McDonald's Big yeah. Mac Big Mac my Big Mac and it's a, metaphorical a fish. it's metaphorical <laughs> <laughs> so anyway my kids get to see but yeah but it's it's kind of once you've tasted that and then it was again acknowledging that that is what feeds Bryn to creating the space and moving on. And so there was a bit of fear, well, a little bit of like bodily anxiety that came up when I suddenly went, I think the podcast, for what it's been so far, has come to an end and it's like, oh crap, how are you going to get your food? And it was like, dude, look around now, <laughs> right? Look around. You know, we're, you know, us four are here now, you know, and, and we have, you know, I, I'm, I'm holding, let me put it this way, right? Just because I've not got a microphone and I'm recording it, don't think that I'm not having those sorts of conversations like over a three minute, 30 minute or two hour, wherever I, and it's not over wherever I can get it. I just now open the door for that. And then, cause there's a space, any person, I find nowadays wants to come and have a decent chat because I think at one level we all want to have a, a nourishing connection. So but it's not just limited to your immediate family or some friends. So going back to that core thing that was really you're saying, oh, I've just had this thing inside that needed to be answered or to, to flow yeah. or to come out. You know, do, do you think after what we've just talked about, is there any confusion about your gift? As a you are, do you see yourself as a gift? And is there any confusion about what wonderful gift that you gave the world through the pod talks and through your your journey of life regardless? So I've been asking myself a similar question recently, particularly, you know, since I've been hanging out with yourself and, you know, you talk about the gifts that we bring. And... How do I put this? On one level, if you boil it down, 
you know, holding a space to have um, or prioritizing in my life quality connections with those around me and having high quality connections and high quality conversations and sharing of ideas and feelings and beliefs with other people. And the fact that I've felt strongly about that and so gone after it and prioritized it. So it is just part of my life. It, it is me and who I am. Here's the thing. Sometimes I wonder, is that the gift or Sometimes I just wonder, that's just how things should be. And now I'm doing how things should be. Maybe the real gift is about to emerge. Do you see what I mean? I think it would be very easy to go, oh, you know, Bryn's got this amazing gift to talk and listen to people. And it's like, well, you know, we're social beings, right? <laughs> I think if we prioritize the skills, if we prioritize the practice, if we prioritised putting ourselves in those spaces, if we prioritised having a crack at opening up spaces for other people and seeing how that'll go, you know, because it's, it's one thing going into a space that somebody else has created. Have you had a crack at opening up your own space and seeing who wants to walk in and exchange? Yeah. I just wonder whether that's something we're all capable of doing in our in our own way not necessarily the same way as Bryn does not the same way as Mark does or Sai or Sean right and and I think there is a feeling deep within that that's not the gift okay so if maybe the gift is being a beacon being a prioritizing that maybe at this posh of time of how we are all evolving the gift may be that I decide to switch on to that let me get to the point and be more direct and hit straight to hopefully what the core is. It's only a yes and no answer. Yeah. All right. Are you confused about your gift? Yes. You are confused about it? Yes. Are you confused that you are a, a gift? No. Fabulous. Because I went over to those trees and you said, you know, each tree has its intimacy and chats with each other, equally serving one another in many ways, yeah? Yeah. And so in our cultural teachings, as, as I've hoped I've shared in the past, we're all equal. Mm. No one above, no one below. And so if we were to, when we ask the question, do, do you know what a gift is? And then we sort of try to articulate or we try to figure out how to, what, what are we serving? Uh, it, it can be quite confronting. Yes. Because we sort of somewhat elevate ourselves into a pinpoint question of, of, of saying to our, our, our innate being that we have, we're special. And that creates that reluctance for us to acknowledge it as a gift. Mm. So that tree over there or that tree over there, if I went up to the, we went, or you went up to that tree and said, um, you know, are you confused about what your gift is? And I gather the tree would say, well, I'm just in life, mate. Yes. And I'm just, I'm just doing what I naturally would flow because that tree is doing it naturally. I'm, we're just doing natural. Why would you yeah, even yeah. ask the question? Yeah. What do you even do you mean? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> gift. What's a gift? <laughs> oh, sorry. Yeah. Oh, aren't we all <laughs> just yeah, in yeah. the flow of life? Yeah. And so remember when you did that painting? Every, yes. Yeah? Do you feel that that really represents you? Yes. Yes. It's in the flow. Mm. of life. And I think 
that's why I've always again going back to some very well-meaning people you know what's your purpose you need to have a mission statement yep. you know and, and to the point when you said I had no problem with saying am I a gift yeah what is the gift yeah. I don't know um, you know is you know, what is your purpose what is your meaning what is your big why what is this what is that you know yeah. you know and we you know we, we want that because we want that level of certainty that pinpoint well, safety as well safety as well certainty uh, uh, security around that mm. but really we, we we are you know I, I did this lovely painting out of um, a workshop that I did with Storm recently and it was just the waves of life in different just colors those people who are watching uh Bryn had a little bit of time with a good uh sister of ours and and there was a question that came up hmm. storm and yeah at the end of it, it was just there was this different rainbow colored waves and that was the pattern of life and in there was this little figure which represented me and yeah, and I think, do you know, when you sit with that, she just drops off. So much anxiety drops off. So much need to be drops off. And it doesn't abdicate all responsibility because you're still in life, you know. You need to have a rudder. You need to sail within it. Um, you need to have ballast. You know, you have to understand the shape of your boat. You also need to know the the, the patterns and, yeah. and the flow, the way energy flows. Yeah. And I think there's, you know, we see a lot of, you know, you can create whatever you want. You can create your goals. You can create your dreams. And whether that's from, you know, like hardcore business coaches or whether it's from well-meaning new age spiritual manifestation or however you want to come at it it's like you can create your own dreams you can create you can create but that is within the pattern of life i i, I was musing the other day my journaling has changed from writing stuff down to drawing stuff and there are words in there and i start started quizzing with this idea of the fact that we can tell ourselves avoidance stories if we want you know we can tell ourselves grand narratives and stuff to make us feel better in the world and stuff which is disconnected from the world and then I sat back and suddenly went why were we given that capacity surely there's a reason why we were given that capacity as, as humans because you know I, I questioned and we don't know the answer but I wondered you know do dogs or deers or trees or something like that ever suddenly go, well, you know, I'm in the forest, but I'm not really in the forest, right? <laughs> you know? Well, I'd right. prefer I was a beaver. I don't like being a horse. Yeah, yeah, I don't, like, you know, I, so, so I'm going to identify as a beaver for a while. <laughs> it's like, too drew a horse. Um, and that's We not, laugh but, at it now, but... Yeah, it's yeah very... but, you know, but, but so, so I wonder whether they actually, you know, sometimes they just sit down in a depressed heap and go... I never wanted to be there. <laughs> I never wanted to be here. You know, da 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 da, da. Right, so, no, we joke, right. But so isn't that I, the point of some people in, the, in their own industries 
they look at themselves and they go, bloody hell, I'm a beaver in a horse world. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, <laughs> I'm out. Well, exactly, exactly. But then I actually wondered to myself, you know, and, and I think that's where, that's the downside of telling ourselves stories. That's the downside of giving ourselves narratives and creating avoidance and things like that. So I was flipping it around and go, well, what's the upside? And I, and I sat with it and all of a sudden I realized that because we can just go pause, because we can just go, hang on a minute, let's, let's feel into this. How, how am I a bit barometer, you know? In the last sort of podcast, and it's a it's a it's a strong held view I have now, which is that you know if you look at, if you take like mental health issues, sure we all pick up trauma, sure we've all had a hard time, everybody's had a hard time, nobody gets to twenty five unscathed, right? Nobody does, right? But at the same time, I can't help feeling that the rise of anxiety, depression, and suicide and many other things is an appropriate response to ways of doing, ways of being, systems of organization that don't have life as their central organizing principle. They have a grand narrative. And so, and, and, and so, I started to think about, well, why is it that we can tell ourselves stories? Why is it that we can do that, yet the rest of the animal kingdom or the, the plant kingdom don't? And then it was at that moment, I suddenly realized, whoa, we create a space just to sit, consider, and be, and feel. And then the next steps are to acknowledge that we feel, then normalize and gain the tools to express that, whether it be talking, writing, dancing, painting, making music, moving in a certain way. And then once we've expressed that, then we can actually sit with, so how can we tinker with it? Yeah. Which is an incredible gift. And when, you know, a phrase that your Uncle Noel recently introduced me to, I was like, that's how we become the carers of everything. Yeah. Interesting. That's how we become the carers of everything. Mm. Instead of the destroyers of everything. So in in all the all its glory of your 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 talks of the how many did you do? Two hundred and three. Two hundred and three interviews. Um, is there one question that you feel out of all those those questions that would be the greatest one to ask you right now? What would one of those that what, if you were to bring all those wonderful chats, if I put you on the spot, what would be a question we could ask you? now that uh, maybe you could you, you'd wish you'd be asked you personally you know um there's, there's probably two and right. and there's one we'll cut into because it's really like okay. and it's great but okay. the the first one was it, uh, this used to this used to uh, right this may come across quite arrogant <laughs> but i'm just going to say it anyway is i one of the joys of doing the podcast was speaking to people who interact with lots of people. So they're already a, like a meta node and being able to t talk to lots of different meta nodes meant that I was almost doing this meta meta part, if you get that. <laughs> so, you know, one of the most, one of the most, uh, I'll give you the best example that I, one of the questions that I was just able to ask was, 
I did this fantastic um, interview with a lovely lady who's a dream analyst, right? So she's a Jungian trained dream analyst. She, she's a beautiful woman. And so we're talking about dreams and this, that, the other, and da, 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 and you know, and then the question I got to ask her was, so you talk to a lot of people about a lot of dreams? Yes. Are there any symbols that are turning up across the dreams? And she was like, whoa, nobody asked me that question. I only talked to a handful of people about that. And when I asked her, you could feel hairs on the back of hers. And she was like, whoa. And I was like, can you feel, yeah, whoa. And you were like, we're talking to, we're like, I, I, I have asked, I have asked a spirit question. I've asked like a massive spirit question. I couldn't go straight in on it. Yeah. We had to warm up. And there are times, there have been times when I have asked, had the opportunity to ask those questions and you're like, I am asked, the question I'm asking here is not just, I'm asking you. I'm asking a question which between us, we're going to actually deep dive into spirit, unseen, you know, yeah. universal truth. And so the thing that I used to find curious was a lot of people knew about my podcast and a lot of people, whether it's they'd known me for a while or recently or even, you know, just for a few minutes. And I always wondered why, why nobody asked me that question. Like, what are some of the massive patterns that you're seeing across this? And I was, just, I was like, oh. and then I, after a while I realized, well, maybe seeing and feeling patterns is part of my gift. Maybe that's part of how I'm wired and focused. Yes. And that's one of the things that I've had to do in the last 12, 18 months is again, you know, and I, I remember I'm fortunate enough to swim at a very old ocean swimming club, the Port Beach Polar Bears. And in there is, is one of the former premiers, Alan Carpenter. And I, I said to him, can we have a cup of tea, please? This is about 12, 18 months ago. I was really shy and sheepish about it and I was like, you know, because I thought, well, here's a guy who is responsible for like a massive system. Yeah. And I was saying to him, you know, like, when you were a premier, did you feel the interconnectedness of this and how it flowed and the patterns that flowed through it? And he was like, yeah, it was only to, you know, it was, after a while I started to realize that if, we, you know, we press on this part, that this part's going to go like that. And if we press on that, then that will come up here. And, and he said, but there wasn't many people who thought like that and the patterns and the, and, and he goes, it's really important, Brent. And we've had a number of really great conversations at the beach since yeah. from that. And it's like, oh, stepping into that. <laughs> so, yeah. So it's, it, it, it's interesting that you asked me, you know, what's the one question? But the one question would be, is the one that I, that I refined and probably, and you copped it, Sean, oh, when okay. you came on, which was, was one of my closing questions, which was, and I loved it, if you could just upload a question into the collective consciousness right now, and everybody had to sit still for five or 10 minutes and consider that question, right, across the globe, what would that be? Wow, and so what would that be? How can you soften more today? Give you up. That's a great awesome question. Fantastic. How can you soften more today? And what about those patterns with that in mind? You know, over the 203, um, where, where's, what sits in the space between? Um, 
what what are the common things that sit in the space between those two hundred and three common threads? Um, that's quite a large answer, and it's not that I'm not going to answer it, but you're going to see it in everything that I do now. Yeah, it's an inaction. It is. I don't think it's a thing that I, I on one level it's not something that I want to talk about, it's something that I want to put into action and show and demonstrate, well not just show. Because um, word, words are, you know, I know I'm getting to a point in my life where I'm so fucked up with words. <laughs> well, it is. is. Uh, I'm getting to the point where you just, uh, I'm so sick of uh, and hearing them, uh, be it, you know, whatever the context are, um, mm. I, I, re- I reach a point where you just say, it's enough. It is. And, and the thing is, the pattern. So, so I've started to do, so people will remember that Sean came on the podcast and spoke and then also mentioned his business partner Rosalind who was then the next guest <laughs> yeah, cool. and that was all big and that started because I was talking about patterns and then all of a sudden she's like oh and then it was literally right I'll come tomorrow and and it and, and that podcast was brilliant you know we, we chatted at about half past three four o'clock on the Wednesday and Thursday morning we were talking and we did it and it's two and a half hours and it's it's heavy um, but it's it's a must watch for anybody who's remotely interested in patterns. And then since then it's like, whoa, and off we've gone, and off we've gone, <laughs> and off we've gone. The thing the thing I've learned about patterns, and let's take for instance what I said earlier on. I talked about that forest over there, that collection of trees over there, because that resonates and that 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 holds the key for me to understand patterns, right? But similarly, somebody could be looking at the well, there isn't one up there at the moment, but they could be looking at the cloud structures and that will hold, and how they come and go, and that will hold their understanding of patterns for them. Similarly, someone could look at the rocks. Similarly, someone could look at the weather. Similarly, someone could look at, at, at water and how that flows. And similarly, someone, you know, it, it doesn't matter. And that's why words are so, so precise that they're actually getting to a point of not being useful. Yeah. You know, I watched this, I watched this fantastic little sketch the other day with this very old British camp comedian from like the 60s. I can't remember his name, but everyone, we were, he was in one of the Carry On films. And he was, he was saying how experts and specialists are becoming so expert and specialist on such finer and finer and finer things that at some point we're gonna have a, 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 you know, a master of nothing. And, and this is one of my bugbears, is that we applaud the expert, but the expert is very narrow. But what is, what is, the, what is the term for an expert, I'm using bunny ears here, an expert in connecting things and seeing the flow and the synthesis and the rhythm and the flow between things. Is, is that an expert? I would suggest we probably need a better word than expert because expert is funneled down to a very precise level of focus. Within a tree is expert. Yeah, uh, kind, well, is, is a tree not but a tree, 
but a tree is like what you see above the ground, but the tree is also the root system underneath. And then, and the expertise in there. Yeah, and the root system then connects to the mycelium network, which which gives us mushrooms, and then and that's connected into the earth. So really, when you properly look at it, when does the tree start and stop? It doesn't. Now, now we can't just carry on through life going, oh, everything's energy, dude, because that's, that's not helpful. <laughs> that's just a spiritual cop-out, right? So you have to have a boundary, but recognize that you've created that boundary for healthy being. So back to your point of, word, you know, you're getting fucked off with words. That's because, like, you want me to point when really to understand you need to paint. Paint the picture. And, and, and to, for anybody who's not heard the analogy before, it's not point at the sun in, the, in here, it's paint the picture of the environment so you can have all the depth. And so patterns, the best way to describe patterns is through metaphors, because metaphors hold so much, so much depth, and they're so transferable. And this is one of the things I'm learning from yourself, Sean, about how holding knowledge within and passing it through stories and art and dance is so much more powerful than writing it down. Because then if I write it down, and like the spirit of what I've written or the nuance of what I've written, and nuance is a really important thing. Mm. We probably haven't touched on that so much, but you know, nuance is what I've been diving into and creating space for nuance, because in the nuance, you can feel the patterns and the flow um, can you really feel the patterns and the flow from like a one-dimensional white page with a string of black yeah. symbols on? I question that. I would question yeah. that. And it's just so narrowing. And when we do funnel ourselves into such narrow things, you know, like I need to be able to describe my purpose, I need to describe my gift, I need to be able to just describe verbally my, my feelings when I go to see my shrink but I can't quite do it because we're you know our emotional literacy is not trained or given space for nor are we given all the tools to express it then it it's little wonder we get ourselves bundled up and fucked <laughs> so in the are we sort of coming to it somewhat I of think an so end? yeah what I'd love to do if that's okay because this is your 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 final hour, so to speak, at yeah. the moment. Um, I'm not it, dying, Sean. No, 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 no. <laughs> at least no, I hope not. No, no, no. That's why I wanted to just just bring it in a little bit, if that's okay. Hey, mom, you know, uh, and and maybe we could finish off uh, with you in this in the in the vision, and maybe you could um, just share a little bit uh, of what you would like to say in in your in your moment of glory to the world, <laughs> and, and what's your what's what's something that Bryn could. Could bring to us in this moment to say you know what um uh where, where, is there anything you want to leave to everybody in in this beautiful time that is is you've served so many people mate i think it's in what i said earlier on which is how can you soften how can you soften today so that you can create an acknowledgeable space for who you really are and who we all are and our rhythm and how we naturally do life. And if you were to, just for a moment, want to uh, bring this to a close of your journey, is there anything you want to say to everyone as a, 
as a thank yous or do you want to do any um, sort of acknowledgements? Uh, I'm sort of hoping that you um, might want to do something in that line. I think, yeah, I would like to thank every single guest that turned up. I'd like to thank every single listener. I'd like to thank Lucy for um, supporting me through it. I know that she, <laughs> it's quite funny. I say this to anybody who starts a podcast. Said, "Don't think that uh, don't think that all your loved ones are going to listen to all your podcasts." And it's all right that they don't. But she has understood the importance of it to me, and and never and recognise that it gives me something that she then gets to enjoy. And that's not, and then that's not just Lucy, my fiance, that's then everybody else as well. I was going to actually ask Bryn you a question around the podcast and not so much about you yourself, but those around you, how has that changed them? Um, I think people approach me with, with a sense of curiosity oh, there's a whole lot of stuff there that you could come and ask. And, and yeah, and, you know, it's always, it's always there. Anyone can come and have a chat, you know. Usually the cost of my chats is a cup of tea. Yeah. You know, not that costly. But yeah, I'd just like to thank every single person that's had anything to do with this. I'm truly, truly, truly grateful and gratitude overwhelms me. Oh, you're an amazing man. And we're so grateful. Uh, to be in your presence, brother, and uh, you know we we know that this is not the end. No. Uh, even though we've got a bit of a walk down the hill with these things, but uh, uh, for me, uh, you know, I just want to say that uh, I love you, brother. And uh, the moment that we had that meeting, and uh, you had the opportunity to to embrace my, me in your presence, uh, I just can't wait for the next day to get a chance to do it all over with you again and and who knows where it'll take us but if it's brought us here to this moment and i'm so grateful to be a part of this this journey with you toward the end of it i just hope that you know you know um there's so many other people out here i'm sure wanting to say the same so yeah i'll I'll pass you over to si yeah absolutely um share in your great uh in, in your gratitude to those that you know um, I've also enjoyed listening to over the time yourself and the, and the guests and um, but just um, yeah I'm really curious what lies in the fascinating unknown uh, mm. and, um, and and humbled to be part of that with 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 you and the others um, yeah thank you give us a hug <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. And the curtain will close only for a short time. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> the wind will bellow your sails somewhere. <laughs>